It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now pushing the limits, here's Brian Shapiro. Right out of bushy-tailed on a Thursday, it is Pushing the Limits, Las Vegas, coming to you live from the Valley on KSHP, the airwaves here on West Flamingo slash Jones, as well as the World Wide Web streaming. Whoa, 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 whoa. Flamingo? It's not Flamingo. It's Sahara, Sahara Nunchuck. and Jones. I'm mixing up my spots. You you're, know what I'm? You know what's on the Jackson's, mind, baby. You're thinking, thinking Jackson's. thinking Jackson's Bar and Grill, one of the premier gaming bars in all of Las Vegas. But yes, I did get the uh, the like, directionals <laughs> kind of quirky there. It is a Thursday, folks. Brad Shapiro a little bit under the weather, Nunchuck, but uh, never fear. Chris Wynn is here, uh, bringing a different perspective here as well too. The studio lines will be wide open today, folks, because we want your input. We want your takes. We want you to tell us what's on your mind at 702-221-7283. I pointed out we are streaming all over the World Wide Web as well, too. The YouTube page at Pushing the Limits Las Vegas, as well as on X slash Twitter. Normally, we're on the, obviously, we're on the TikTok feed as well, too, with Brian Shapiro, but he's off today, so... But uh, we'll be highly engaged when it comes to the YouTube feed, my friends, because I'm all over it on that. We live in extraordinary times, folks, without question. And especially when you talk about the body politic that is the United States of America right now. It's unbelievable. It really is. It's fascinating, sometimes not in a good way. When you think about one of the political parties... In our country right now. Just take a minute to kind of reflect on what exactly it is that we are witnessing. From the standpoint of the GOP. Yes, I understand that a lot of you who are Republicans out there. And especially those who are MAGA. That listen to the show or watch the show on social media and on YouTube. And on the web. Think of it as, you know, it's Brian Shapiro. He's a left winger. He says that he's in the middle, but he's left on social issues. But he really just loves bashing Republicans. There's got, you got to sit back and ask the question, why? You got to sit back and ask the question, exactly why is this going down this way? And when I say that it is a extraordinary time right now, Keep in mind, we are just about four or five months away from the election cycle really kicking in in 2024. And right now, the leading candidate on the Republican side and the leading candidate by a large margin is facing all kinds of legal jeopardy in four separate cases. He is a former president of the United States and Donald Trump, who was impeached twice, who was a one-term president, and in the history 
of particularly modern American politics, there's never been a situation in which a president who served one term didn't even get reelected for a second term, which has kind of been the norm in the last 50 plus years. Yes, there's the outliers. There's, you know, George Bush Sr. There's obviously Jimmy Carter. And Gerald Ford wasn't even elected president, but ended up serving president for two years. Who have one term and are bounced out. And what's the what's the common thread among among those individuals? Those individuals were forgotten. They went out the door. They were done. Not the situation here. It's a remarkable kind of situation, to be honest with you, if you look at it from that aspect. This is a guy in former President Donald J. Trump who, as I just pointed out, was impeached twice, lost to a not-so-great candidate in Joe Biden in 2020. Then, at, in, in, the, in the ensuing two and a half, almost three years afterwards, has been beyond defiant as far as that election is concerned, has taken the position of he got screwed, the election was rigged, and that he actually won. And to this day, that, that's the position that he takes. To this day. And it's not like he's just taking that position and kind of gone by the wayside and isn't really in politics anymore. He's now running again. So he's the first per- president, also former president, also here in 2023, going into 24, who lost his re-election bid, was a one-term president, and now is running again to be president. And it's not like he is Carter or Ford or Bush in that he had, for all intents and purposes, a clean slate or a clean record. This is a guy who's been indicted four times. And faced, by the way, also faced civil liability as well, too. In the case up in New York. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I I don't think that we, as Americans, really talk about this at all. We don't even notice it. It's it's almost like a second. It's almost like it's on the back burner. Like it's something that we we kind of just say, oh, you know, we chalk it up to it's two thousand. It's the two thousand twenties. That's how we are in America now with our politics. It's the two thousand twenties. Crazy new things can happen. Unreal things can happen. We got a pre- we got a guy elected president in 2016 who was a businessman, wasn't even a politician. We got a guy elected in 2016 who was wasn't even a Republican his entire life. But we're going to suspend we're going to suspend disbelief and we're going to say, you know what? Yeah, Donald Trump. Yeah, he, in 2015 he he's he's a Republican now, and. A huge part of our Republican and MAGA electorate, I call it MAGA now because that's what it is, 
believe that Donald Trump is, is kind of like the gold standard for Republicans. He's the, he's the guy that we want. He's the guy that, he's the guy they want. He's the guy that you want, Republicans. I'm not, this isn't just some crazy lefty sea win right here chiming in. This is the reality. You want him to be your president. You want him to be our president. And it's, 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 I mean, I, I find words very difficult to, to, to kind of even wrap this, this whole thing around in my head. I, it's just unbelievable to me. 702-221-7283 is the phone number. I'm just kind of chiming and opining on the, the body body politic that is America right now and kind of just reflecting on it because it's just it just it's just mind-blowing to me. And look, I make appearances on Brian's show on Mondays and occasionally other days as well too. And so it's kind of like a one day of, of the week where I'm co-hosting with Brian and I get to, you know, chime in and and fire off my yes, my left wing. I'm a I'm a left wing Democrat. Um, and I am not afraid whatsoever, as you can, I'm sure you can all imagine, to, to chime in on Donald Trump, because I do think that he is was absolutely horrendous for all things politics when it comes to the United States of America. When it, especially when it comes to the perception of our country. And I think that he did stay in the Oval Office. I think he was bad for the presidency of the United States. Now, when I say that, am I saying that in in a way, do I say that it was all just horrible when Donald Trump was president? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I pointed out on this show many times, I pointed it out on other shows that I've been on, talking about this, and there ha- there were some things that, that were positive that came out of the Trump administration. Yeah. And I would argue that right 99% of those were done by Republicans in the name of Donald Trump. Now, there's a lot of things done also by Republicans that I d- would disagree with, and that would make sense, right, given that I'm a Democrat. But that being said, I mean, hey, um, I'm not going to sit back here and be disingenuous and say that that it was all just flat-out awful under the Trump administration. It just wasn't. And it kind of leads to the reality that, look, presidents have a lot of power. They do. But they also don't have some power, right? They're not the end-all, be-all. They don't control everything. The phone lines are 702-221-7283. Let's jump out to the phone lines. Edward joins us now here on Pushing the Limits. Edward, how are you doing on this Thursday, sir? You're looking good by yourself today, Chris. I appreciate sure, that. Man. Yeah. Well, it, hey, it's 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 not every day that I you know that I, that I'm not uh, you know belly up with uh, with with B Shap here in studio and uh, Numchuck. So uh, we'll switch it up a little bit. Uh, man, I gotta say, dude. That hey, if anyone if anyone you debate with today you don't agree with, please don't let a forehead the vein in your forehead explode or pop out, please. <laughs> hey, man. Please. You know, I, I mean, if you listen to the show with me on it. You're probably well aware that I am somebody that can get emotional, right? Can get fired up a little bit. Yeah, of course. And uh, there'll be there'll be physical reactions to that, of course. And uh, people that are watching on, on the YouTube feed and beyond will be able to notice that. But uh, but no question about it. Hey, this is the deal, Edward. This is the deal. Yeah. All right. 
I mean, what what do you think when you kind of sit back and reflect and look at what it is we are about to embark on in the next 12 to 15 months? Because it, to me, it is just absolutely unreal to think that yeah. we in the United States of America right now are in this situation. I say we, I mean, all of us are. Look, I get it. It's the Republican Party and they're going to do what they're going to do. But I mean, well, I mean, what are you thinking when, when you kind of just really t- kind of take a step back? And look at what's going on. Okay, first off, I just want to say, like, when people call in, I think sometimes I feel as though Brian puts people out there like it's a Brian versus us mentality. And I don't believe that. It it almost seems like it's a mental battle. It's like who's smarter or who's right, who's wrong. And in some of these topics, there is no right and no wrong. It's just just an opinionated. We're just opinionated people. And that's all. I would I would agree with that in a sense, but I'll also kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. I would counter that by saying this. Yeah. And Brian says this all the time, and he's right. Uh, when it comes yeah. to, you know, you're, we're entitled to our own uh, opinions, but mm-hmm. we're not entitled to our own facts. There's a lot of situations sure. when you get into debates with people, right, or discussions, uh, particularly, mm-hmm. uh, p- particularly on the air, in radio and television, in which sometimes it's in bad faith or it's not necessarily factually accurate what what individuals are saying and you we need to point i that mean out. you can't control what people think though that's not it's not your job you know well no no it's not it's not about you you having thoughts or having opinion. So again it's a difference between opinion and then something that's actually factually accurate right something that is actually yeah. true right so opinions yes everyone's got opinions you know you know you know the saying you know, yeah, uh, opinions, opinions like, are like a holes. You know, everyone's got one. Yeah, everyone. that's kind of the deal, yeah. right? When it comes to opinions, and that's fine. If you have an opinion mm-hmm. on something, on a on a, on a viewpoint or a theme or something like that, mm-hmm. that's fine. When you're talking yeah. about things like COVID nineteen, right? When yeah. you're talking about things like an election that was three years ago, that we all sure. have a general consensus and knowledge of what the reality was. And yeah. then people want to try to take bites at that or take shots at it and and try to act like they have facts that are different. It it becomes an issue. And that's when when it's Chris, like beating that's a dead when horse. Ed, Edward, that's when I yeah. and and especially and Brian, too. That's where Brian gets all red faced. Right. And starts getting fired up. Yeah. yeah. Things when was when Bain people Hall. try to inject that stuff into the conversation. Yeah. It's like beating a dead horse. Oh, yeah. Well, beating a dead horse is a thing, too. And that's yeah. you know that that and and mm-hmm. that happens a lot also, but of course I, I'm just I'm just saying I want to make I, yeah. I just want to make you um, I, I want to be very clear my Barack Obama imitation mm-hmm. that yeah. there is and a going, clear distinction between what is opinion and what is fact. Sure, and yeah. going back to what you were saying, what's going to happen in the next twelve to fifteen months? Yeah. I don't have a crystal ball. I can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. All I know is about today. Yeah, but it is. But you, when you take a look at particularly the Republican side of things, right, and what's happening with the Republicans, it's much more uh, uh, uncertain, I guess is the word I'll use, right? Uncertain when it comes to sure. the Republicans than it is the Democrats. Look, we get it, right? Joe Biden's old, okay? He could absolutely, I mean, okay. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not trying to be Grim Reaper old. here, but he could, I, I, Joe Biden could pass away tomorrow, right? And he's 80 well, years any old. Well, of us could technically. Any of us could. Yes, and, and by the way, yeah, Donald Trump could pass away also. The guy's 76. He's not like, he's not some spring hey. chicken. The point being, yeah, though, is that, but, but if you look at it, if you, you, if you look at it just logically, right, from a standpoint of sure. what's more normal, I guess, more normal mm-hmm. is the Democrats because they have the actual president who's there, 
and who's probably going to run again and right now has the support of Democrats like myself and others. If if it were to, if it's a matchup right now, as of right now, if it's if it's Thursday, right, uh, yeah, September seventh, two thousand twenty-three. Every de- I'm telling you right now, yes, us Democrats, uh, Edward. I think I don't know if I don't know if you're uh, independent or you're a Republican or a Democrat. I don't know. I bleed red. I okay, bleed red. so so you're on the right. So so according to I mean according I can speak for most of us Democrats and and even independents that mm-hmm. vote Democrat. Sure. Of if the election was right now. And today, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we would vote for Joe Biden over Donald Trump, right? Yeah. Because Donald Trump would be, yeah. would, would be the opponent. Because Donald Trump would win the as you know, as of today, Donald Trump is clearly ahead. Uh, and the, so, but I think, it is a binary situation. Cool. So people want to circumvent it, and they want to, they want to, you know, yeah. they want to kind of uh, play both sides of the fence and say, well, you know, mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of Joe Biden, and I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I've never but, been a fan of Joe Biden, but but Donald Trump, I can't stand him either. You know, it's like, okay, but, I mean, you got to pick a side. You know what I mean? You have to pick somebody. But, but maybe it starts like that, Chris, because I know I've listened to you all a few times, and you guys have talked about so You don't like segregation. We don't believe blacks versus whites or blah, blah, blah. But maybe even just saying, like, Democrats versus Republicans, that's still another separating us from, from each other, where that's it's, it's kind of ludicrous after a while. It's like, you know, instead of saying Democrats, Republicans, why don't we all just make one giant group? Yeah, well, it's not. Look, it's not. Lud- look, it's segregation. You use the word segregation. I, it's not necessarily separating. Se- look, here's the deal. In America, right, Edward? Mm-hmm. Uh, people have different, different viewpoints, different ideologies. <laughs> Republicans are different from Democrats. They just are. You know, we we feel uh, re- Democrats feel differently than Republicans on a ton of issues, and that's never going so away. Connected. It's never going away. So it's but kind we're of so connected on so many levels. No, but the comment you made, Edward, is kind of pie in the sky, right? It's not really a thing that's going to happen. It, it, we're always it's going not. to have. I'm not saying we're going to be as divisive as we have been perceived in the last what five, six, seven years in our country, which of is very, very divisive, right? It's it's just a different animal right now in America. Split. Yeah, split. But yeah. it's not going to. It's not going to be. There's no. There's going to be no kumbaya. I'm sorry, Edward. It's just not. Yeah. There's not going to be know, a situation know, where Republicans and Democrats are going to be in the same camp for the most part <laughs> at all. That's not going to be the situation. We're we're constantly going to be. At, at each other's throats. The problem for yeah. for you guys, I say you guys because you're Republican, right? The problem for what do you mean, Republicans, you guys? Yeah, oh, I had hell, right? <laughs> the problem for Republicans is that is that uh, you need to get more of the independent vote, right? You need to have more independence in your camp than Democrats do. That and that that was the, yeah. that was the issue. That was one of the issues back in 2020 with Joe Biden winning. Mm-hmm. And 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 quite frankly, that's been the issue yeah. in all the midterms too since 2018. That you have had you know, in, is that is that but, but, you need to get more independence in your camp, yeah. and well, it, it's made it well, very difficult. In my and so this is my opinion now. It makes it very sure. difficult when you have Donald Trump at the helm of your party to do that. Yeah. What I'm worried about, Chris, is not a bunch of politicians that kiss babies and shake hands and could care less about the working class man. I know I have a feeling a majority of them do not care. Mm-hmm. You know, but what I care about is. Us being able to take care of ourselves, our families, our homes, being able to survive because the economy is going, getting a little bit rough right now, and we're having to make sacrifices. You can just go to the local store and look at meat prices or even gas, how it's fluctuated from the last three years. Solid points, Edward. Solid points. Hey, uh, we got we got to, uh, to jump around a little bit. Edward, we appreciate the phone call, and uh, we'll t- have a great weekend, okay? We'll talk to you again soon. Likewise, Chris. Thanks for talking to me, by the way. Thank yeah. you so much, man. Thanks, Edward. Yeah, so no doubt. No, look, no, look I'll, I'll, I'll respond to that, right? We all live in the same country. So a lot of times when, when, when we talk about things, 
Uh, and, and by the way, Democrats do this too, Republicans and Democrats. A lot of times we talk about things like, say, the economy, and we act like we're the only ones affected by it. Oh, you know, we Republicans or we Democrats are the only ones affected by it. So when Edward says, you know, yeah, we, the, the economy is really rough right now, you know, or it, we're dealing with some rough things when it comes to our economy. And it, 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 it comes off a lot of times as if, oh, yeah, you know, there's only only some of us are really feeling it. And look, that's kind of true because, look, there's a lot of people in, in this country that are well off, right? There's a lot of people that are loaded. There's a lot of people that are, the, you know, the top 10 percent of the country that that can go. Even people that aren't even people like me. Right. Guy that works in the service industry. Most most of it, uh, most of my life. I've been able to make a decent living. Uh, I, I, I'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm well off enough where it doesn't necessarily, look, I understand when I, I, I was there yesterday when I took my Chevy Trailblazer to the gas station. Yes. As, as Numchuck and I are looking at it right now through the window and I pulled up to the gas pump and I'm a Democrat folks. I'm a left winger. I'm somebody that voted for Joe Biden, and I do look at the gas prices and I say four nineteen a gallon. I thought this was supposed to be going down. What's the deal here, folks? The difference, though, is that I see it. I get a little bit of irked, but it doesn't necessarily change my everyday aspect of life, right? Yes, when I go to the store and I see that prices are higher for food. Does it irritate me? Absolutely, it irritates me. But a big difference also is that I don't go into these situations, whether it's at the grocery store or at the gas station or anywhere else where prices are elevated, and say to myself, oh, it's because of Joe Biden and these lefties that have put us in the situation. Them and only them. If Joe Biden wasn't president, we would be in a much better, gas prices would be $2 a gallon, right? Eggs would be $2.19 for a dozen instead of four nineteen for a dozen. The reason I don't do that is because I am logical. I approach things with reason. I'm not just hyperbolic and sit there and just steam. And I get into discussions and we hear about hear people on these airwaves here at PTL Vegas and beyond on all the right-wing radio shows. And Brian Shapiro's pointed out on this show when he talked about the segment regarding why is there more what right-wing radio in America than there is left-wing radio? I think a big reason of it is because of this the grievances, right? There's there's more there just is. There's more when it comes to the right wing in America, people out there that want to bitch and moan and complain about things, especially things that aren't necessarily a thing. And we're going to get into that in the, in the second segment here. Because I'm going to talk about a Republican candidate as well. I'm going to talk also about a clip that I saw on social media a couple of days ago that uh, that brings up a topic and that leads to a reaction to a reaction. And I'll get into that. But circling back, look, there, there, 
the Democratic Party is not the party of grievances, right? When Democrats have been complaining about Donald Trump for the last seven years, which we have. I'll admit that. We have. We complain about Donald Trump because of things that he says. Because when he says things that are sexist, racist, xenophobic, when he's trashing immigrants, when he's firing away at all things that he disagrees with or that he's upset about, or, you know, when he's put in a position where basically for the last seven years, the four years that he was president and the three years, at, almost three years afterwards that he has not been president, but he's still been in the public eye, he is essentially giving the middle finger to all of us on the left and Democrats saying, y'all, screw all you guys. You didn't vote for me. You don't matter to me. And... I'm going to continue to blast you left and right at every, in every minute of uh, every waking moment that I have and at every opportunity that I have, I'm going to blast you. That's just the way that, that's just the way that he's gone about things. That, and, and, and it keeps circling back around because whether it's on this show or any other show, a lot of MAGA and right-wingers will come on and say, why, why, why do you want to talk about Donald Trump so much? Why do you want to talk about situation? You know, why do you want to harp on him? He's, you know, he's, he hasn't been president for three years. And the reason we do it is because right now there's a certain guy that's leading the Republican primary and is most likely, as of right now, to be the Republican nominee for president. And that's why we do it. So... It's again. I I have to reiterate. It is it is unbelievable times we are living in, from a, a politics perspective, and from a social issues perspective as well too. Because people, I mean, obviously because we live in 2023 and we have so much access with respect to media and social media, and everybody's got a voice. It has become super hyper intense when it comes to people's comments and views getting out there in the United States of America. It's Pushing the Limits coming your way live on a Thursday. Chris Wynn in for Brian Shapiro. More of your phone calls on the other side of the break. 702-221-7283 is the phone number. When we come back, Brian had Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy on the show last week. I hadn't really jumped on social media and had my reaction to it. I wanted to make some comments regarding Vivek and his candidacy and kind of where he stands and what he represents when Pushing the Limits continues on the other side of the break. Live on KSHP AM 1400, 107.1 FM and on the YouTube page at PTL Vegas on the World Wide Web. Much more on the way after this. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east 
of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Salone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with the bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. 
also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. The best choice for convenience, comfort, and value? My Place Hotels are ideal for both short-term and long-term travelers. The rooms at My Place features pillow-top mattresses, microfiber bedding, and a variety of soft and firm pillows. All extended stay rooms offer their own kitchen, which includes a full-size refrigerator and a cooktop. On-site laundry facilities are also available for extended stays at pet-friendly My Place Hotels. Book your stays online at MyPlaceHotels.com, My Place Hotels, St. George, and West Jordan, Utah. Make My Place your place. Thursday edition of Pushing Limits coming away live. KSHB AM 1400, 107.1 FM. Chris Wynn in for Brian Shapiro. Brian, a little bit under the weather today and tomorrow. I'll be in. Nicole Mitchell going to join me tomorrow on the show. We're going to batter around some topics left and right with her. Uh, and in 1 o'clock hour today, NBA veteran Paul McKeskey is going to join us. Big Mo. Long-time career with the Golden State Warriors, Detroit Pistons, and most prominently with the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll talk to Team USA Basketball and also some, uh, you know, USA Basketball as a whole and their perception of the of the program around the world and, and where we stand when it comes to all things hoops with Big Mo in the 1 o'clock hour. Been talking a little bit uh, politics, obviously, as we get set to ramp up. We're, we're just a matter of a few months away, folks, from really getting into the election cycle. That is 2024 and the election. It seems like just yesterday, right? Joe Biden was elected president in 2020. And uh, we've been getting your thoughts as well, 272-221-7283 is the phone number. Uh, make sure you stop by our favorite and one of the premier gaming bars in Las Vegas. That is Jackson's Bar and Grill on the corner of Jones and Flamingo. When you want to talk about a tremendous menu, uh, all kinds of uh, gaming specials, uh, it, and it doesn't matter. If you're a Kino player, if you're a video poker player, if you like your, your video slots, Jackson's Bar and Grill is outstanding. Myself and Brian Shapiro are very frequently there making donations, or trying to collect from the folks there at Jackson's. Jackson's Bar and Grill on the corner of Jones and Flamingo, one of the premier gaming bars in Las Vegas. Uh, again, the phone number is 702-221-7283. Having discussions, what is the state right now of the body politic that is the United States of America? I'm kind of doing an overview, kind of doing an overall reflection, right? Haven't gotten into too much detail yet. I'm going to talk about one of the... the candidates coming up soon because he's someone who has absolutely landed on has absolutely just fired on to the landscape that is the primary in the republican party but let's jump to the phone lines jd joins us now the phone line jd we appreciate your call how are you sir doing great good to hear you on the phone with uh going solo for a change thank you very much uh, JD. what are your uh, thoughts I, I, because I know, look, ask, we have a history, JD. No question about it. About uh, you know, I'm going back and forth, but uh, kind of uh, your viewpoints when it comes to respectfully. Yes, uh, your opening statement about gas prices at 419, and 
uh, eggs, etc. Yeah. You're a single guy. If you were a married man with two children about a year and a half ago here in Las Vegas, I had to pay $5.77 a gallon at one point. That was the highest the gas ever got. $5 for a dozen of eggs, $10 for a pound of bacon. At Walmart, $14 for a T-bone steak a pound and $15 a pound for a ribeye steak. I think you would be a lot less insecure at that time if you were married with two children. Well, look, uh, uh, your point is well taken, J.D., but my point that I was making is that there's a lot of Americans out there on your side of the aisle, right, uh, particularly the MAGA people, right, that are, are you know, in the Donald Trump camp and, at, and in the camp of Joe Biden is like the worst person in the history of American politics who want to tie this directly to Joe Biden. And it's not necessarily uh, it'd be one thing if they were able to actually recite or bring up actual policy in which Joe Biden and the Biden administration have put forth that would directly cause them to be paying more at the pump or paying more at the grocery store. No, no, J.D., just let me finish first. Let me finish. Let me finish first, and then you can respond. It'd be one thing if they could point that out. But, J.D., the fact of the matter is this. There's just too many people out there that are not educated and that don't are not aware whatsoever of any direct policies whatsoever that have been put forth by the Biden administration that have led to inflation, that have led to gas prices going up, that that have led to uh, you know the economy being such in, in horrible shape because the country is in, in is is a hellhole right now, which is the perception of a lot of Republicans. Right, is that the country is going down the tubes? I talk to them every day, JD. Not just you. I talk to Republicans every day that try to convince me that the country is absolutely uh, going down the tubes. And that's kind of what I was addressing when I was I was trying to make a point that, yes, and I'm not disparaging your account of things when you talk about having to pay five dollars and, 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 and that that is something that takes a chunk out of. Yes, there are families that absolutely struggle in America. I know this, but I was just pointing out the, the fact that there is a lot of Americans that don't. Uh, it, it, it's not a, it's not a rip in their backside when they go to the pump or they go to the grocery store every day. It just isn't, J.D. Hello? Yes, I still I, I can hear you. Uh, okay. Well, just for example, with the gas when it was five seventy seven. Right. If you needed $20, 20 gallons of gas uh, a week to do your things and go to work, gas when Trump left office was $2.38 a gallon. That equates to $60 more a fill-up four times a month that's $240 a month more just for gas, which probably feeds a family of four for two weeks. On Biden's first day in office, he put in an executive order to cut back on the oil leases and fracking and production of oil with his first day executive order. Today, it's reported he cut back seven oil leases, canceled them in Alaska. That is the direct response. Responsibility no, see, J.D., to- this is where I have to cut you off. See, this is where you get in discussions with me or with Brian in which you start to you try to point out things that 
you want to tie together and act like there's a direct impact as far as gas prices in America, and you're not somebody that is educated and know how the oil and gas industry works, right? It's the exact same thing as, a, as people coming out and talking about how, oh, you know, the, the, the Democrats all are shutting down, shutting the pipelines down in America, and that's the reason why gas prices went shooting up. In, you know, in a, in a period of two or three months, gas prices went sco- soaring through the roof because because we shut down because the Democrats, you know, are trying to cut back on on pi- uh, shutting shutting pipelines down and fracking and all this stuff. It is not you, it, it, JD. I it, it's just very frustrating talking to you when you want to talk about things when you do not know what you're talking about. And act like there's some kind of direct connection when there is not. And by the way, you just brought up, by the way, JD, you just brought up and you conveniently kind of threw this in. Oh yeah. Well, Donald Trump, you know, his, his final day of his presidency, gas prices are two, two something. So you have to take a deeper dive, JD. You have to take a deeper dive. All right. And ask the question. Hey, JD, why were those prices $2 plus? On, on Donald Trump's last day in office. And a big reason is that we were in the smack dab middle of a pandemic and gas prices, yes, had, you know, had bottomed out because nobody was driving anywhere. And that, and it, it had a direct, it, it was directly an effect of the worldwide consumption of oil around the globe, which is why the prices were so low. It wasn't because of some, uh, you know, any, any kind of policy that Donald Trump and the Trump administration implemented. It was because of the situation we were in, which we were smack dab in the middle of the pandemic still, and and, and 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 there was a lot of factors surrounding that as well, too. So, I mean, what come was, on, man. You gotta be, the, you gotta be, you, stop, stop being, it's, it's what, bad what, faith conversation when you, when you try to go down this road, man. What was the price of gas before the pandemic? Uh, that, that, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. I, I, was, no, I, I off the top of my no, head, I would say around what three twenty, three twenty gallon somewhere yeah, in that it was neighborhood. Nowhere near five dollars, five dollars and seventy eight cents a gallon. Well, it's not, it's not five dollars now, JD. Come on, it's, I, I was at the, no, I was at no, the pump I, yesterday I here in Las Vegas. Height, a, a year and a half ago, I paid five seventy seven. Yeah, well, I mean, you probably went to a gas station on, on the California border, right, or so, or or, no, or somewhere where right here, gas prices right here is here in Vegas right five dollars. Henderson. Uh, hey, Numchuck, were we paying five dollars at most most gas stations here in Vegas at any time for gas? I don't remember that. JD, we all live in the same city. JD, you and I, Numchuck, Brian Shapiro, we all live in the same city. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't remember paying five dollars uh, plus don't, a gallon. Don't, for don't, gas. don't debate me. Check it out uh, with <laughs> oh, the. Oh, uh, well, with, I'm not going to debate you because I because I don't remember. I honestly don't remember JD well, paying I more do, than five dollars for gas. At the- I do five seventy seven. It peaked at five seventy seven in Las Vegas. Okay, so that's an so that's an anecdotal situation that that we face. I say we JD because you and I, and 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 Justin now, Chuck and Roger all live in the same city. So yes, we, it's just something we have. Hey, hey, JD, right, we're, I pre- we're going, we're going nowhere. Well, I mean, whatever. We're, we're, we're going somewhere, right? We're going to be, hey, no, the election's going, coming up. We're, hey, we're, JD, we're you got a chance. Gas. You and your Republicans, you guys have a chance. Hey, we're out you of gas. Nominate. <laughs> we're out of gas. Hey, the JD, spirited conversation. I appreciate it. Have a great one weekend, other thing. Sir. One other, hey, let okay, me ask you one other thing. What else you got? What else you got? Bernie Sanders was in on an interview two days ago. Yes. He stated that 85 million people in the United States do not have health care. How is that possible after Obamacare? Uh, because 
there because there were obstacles regarding Obamacare, and so some Americans. Well, I mean, I, I, never I, I, mind. I, never no, you mind. Asked, you asked the question, so I'm I'm giving you an, my, my answer uh, again. Go, this to, is off go the to somebody else. Okay, go to Jay. somebody okay, else. So, okay, so, okay, stick okay, a so, fork hey, in me. I'm done. Okay. Hey, hey. Way to fire it off me. Hey, JD, have a good uh, weekend, my friend. Seven zero two 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 one. 7283 is the phone number. Let's go to Steve. Steve is on the phone lines here on Pushing the Limits. We appreciate your phone call, sir. How are you today? All right. How are you? I'm doing good, Steve. What's on your mind? What's your well, views on some of these I, uh, things we're I bouncing didn't around? Hear, I didn't hear any policies one way or the other from you regarding what J.D. had to say. I'm not a policy guy. I thought I'm, he a, had I'm, a, I'm a radio some, talk show well, host. I don't you're have time to break down all my policies I, and by directly. Way, hey, Steve, I got to tell you. I might look after after I went on this diatribe for the first half hour of this show. I, I'm 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 further going down. May, I might have to run for office, Steve. I really might have to. You might right? have I to. I might I'll have tell to you run. Why. I need I'll to tell get you why you should run. Why? You have a lot of similarities to uh, this Joe Biden. Y'all both stutter immensely. You got a serious stuttering problem. I'm not even sure what you're doing on the radio. Because hey. when somebody gets under your skin with a real question, you really get going with the stuttering. Oh, boy. The stuttering is something that uh, is one of my trademarks, sir. Come on now, Steve. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of my yeah. monikers out there. It's one of my trademarks. Okay. That's, that's All the way right. But uh, hey, Steve. We're going to call you Big Biden. Instead of Big Guy, you'll be Big Biden. You'll be the heavyset version of Biden. <laughs> Double B, baby. Yeah, there you I, go. Hey, Double it's B. true, though. I'm a lefty. There I am on the, I am. I am somewhat. Double I am a Democrat. Double to match your Double Ds. You're, you're, you, you got going. I, I know you secretly have, uh, you have, you have a little fondness for me, though, Steve, don't you? you know, I have a you crush see me, on you, yeah. You see me in this bright yellow you. shirt here. So, it's, it's not really yellow. So, it's more like tangerine, so right? That's orange saying, as I've ever been. Is this tangerine? So let, me, ash, let, ash. Me, let me ask you a question. Yes. So you're saying that cutting pipelines, cutting leases, <laughs> and forcing people to electric vehicles is not directly impacting fuel prices. Pretty much, yes. I don't know. I, look, I, again, I'm re- not a gas. See, this is the difference between me and, and what JD was trying to do. Helped inflation. So this is the difference, Steve, between me and what JD was doing. I don't sit here and act like I'm some expert. I do reflect on my with my opinions when it comes to what I think really is impacting things, and if there's an overarching, if there's like an overarching thing that that Captain Obvious can see, right? The average Joe, the average Jane out there can see, right, where, for example, in 2020, when there's a pandemic and nobody's driving their cars anywhere because everybody's locked down in their homes, that gas prices are probably going to go down, right, to a low level. Well, I don't so disagree with that because exactly. it's supply so, and demand. But I'm not, so, again, I'm not going to sit back and act like some expert when it comes to uh, whether or not pipelines have it. I just have heard, okay, so I'm, I'm speaking from secondhand hearing from people who are actually experts. See, like things like COVID and gas and oil industries and even things like financial issues, I tend to like want to lean towards people that are experts, right? I want to I want to listen to them and actually kind of soak off well, of them. I want to kind of I, I want to have be a sponge, Steve, to those types so, of people so, and figure so it out. I don't act me, like I'm actually one to try person to tell them. that you rely on or 
associate with to get this type of information, financials, in your inner circle? Well, who, for- who, 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 who would you take advice from other than um, the great one, Brian Shapiro? Who else? Oh, there, there's a couple people. Look, I, there's, there's, uh, when it comes to... You're stuttering when it comes again. to Come the on, I know. When it comes to the gaming industry, I have, a, I have a very good friend of mine in the gaming industry. He works for Golden Game. He's outstanding. The guy, the man is, knows all ins and outs when it comes to the gaming industry across the board. He is top notch. So when it comes to, when it comes to, uh, to when it comes to that, I I listen to AD. Um, when it comes to business in, in, in Las Vegas, I absolutely positively, uh, lean on my man, Andrew Mann over at, uh, Sahara West Urgent and Primary Pair. That, that guy is, is wired in as, as all get out when it comes to all things, the economy. Especially from a you know from a Democrat's perspective, so there are there are people that I lean on. So, but that's I'm boring. That's not. You, see, that's not. Let me let me just ask you one thing. Do you feel honestly and give an honest opinion, sir? Please. Yes. Do you feel that the Inflation Reduction Act actually helped or hurt inflation in this country? I think in the long term, and meaning, and, and when no, I mean no, by no, long no, term, well, I'm talking about long term in like the next couple of years. I think it's going to be a benefit. Absolutely, I think it's going to be a benefit. All right, explain yeah. why you well, I, feel I don't, that. I don't have time. So, 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 so we have to wait until Biden's dead and in the grave to realize the results of the inflation well, reduction. Well, look, I mean, is the reality is he's eighty years old, so he could be he could be soon. I mean, I'm not. I'm look. I, I'm well, not again. Well, I'm not trying to be the so Grim Reaper. I'm just saying, 10 like, years? no, 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 no. Maybe a year or two. But uh, okay. hey, but hey, Steve, I got to bounce around. I got some phone calls, sir. You have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy Alrighty. the game tonight. Thanks. Appreciate the phone Thanks. call. All right, I hope your Lions win. It's 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 gonna it's it's you're it's going to guy. happen, my friend. It's win. going down. The hype has already started. I appreciate the phone call. Seven oh two. Thank you. Yes, sir. Two two one seven two eight three is the phone line. Mark joins us now here on Pushing Limits. Mark, what do you have going on on this Thursday, sir? Well, a number of things. You know, I'm one of those electric car owners, and I can tell you, I don't miss paying for gas at all. Absolutely. Uh, right. In fact, we've saved we've saved probably several thousand dollars over the course of the last five six years by doing so. Uh, oil is an international commodity. These conservatives banging on about uh, Joe Biden raising the price of gas are ignoring the fact that the Saudis have cut production. So they're trying to they're trying to raise the prices so that the conservatives can have some kind of talking point. That's first. Secondly, if you're going to talk about the economy being in some kind of tailspin like a conservative, they all have time to call into your show and spend all the time in the world with you. So they're not doing too bad. And when I go around this city, everywhere I go, traffic is jammed up. People are in the stores buying. They're in the restaurants having meals. Looks to me like if you drive around here and you're actually pulling your head out of conservative propaganda, the economy is roaring along. Absolutely right. That was my point, wasn't it? Is that is that? Hey, look. Yeah. I, I understand. Nobody wants to have to pay more for a product than they expect to pay, right? Or that they desire to right. pay. But the reality is right. what the reality is. And my entire point on this whole topic was that, I mean, are we really that, are we really that, uh, is it really something that is affecting people's day to day? As you just talked about, no. about this here, right? Yeah. People are still going about their a... business. People still have disposable sure. income. People are still going out sure. and having, le- taking leisure activities. 
uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we just came out of the summertime, right? People were still making trips. Right. People were still doing things with their families. And it wasn't, it wasn't they're like flying, a, it wasn't some scenario like, it wasn't some scenario like, like the Great Depression, right? Or even 2008, where people le- like no. legitimately said, you know what? I, I, I can't even go on this vacation. Or I can't do this or I can't do that. Right. That's not what Let me transpired add, can in I the summer co- of 2023, yeah, right? May I, may I add a couple of things on, on your behalf, too, is that the, the conservatives bang along about Keystone Pipeline. It wasn't even built. There was no right. oil being delivered from Canada to affect supply or demand. Shutting down leases that wouldn't actually produce anything for 10 years isn't going to affect the price of oil now. So that's there's that. And last I checked, you know, when you when the, this last guy or a couple guys was complaining about the price of eggs when they were $5, yeah. well, I can go over to Trader Joe's and buy them for $2 and change. So those prices have come down. Many commodity prices have come down. So they're, they're complaining about the past. And first of all, last I heard, eggs went up in price because there was avian flu that killed off large numbers of flocks of chickens. I'm not sure, but I don't think Joe Biden actually caused avian flu some solid points mark we appreciate the phone call and uh, have a great thursday okay and no question look look we get it mark everybody has their has their anecdotal situations you know i mean everyone has everyone can talk about how yeah you know i it it fired me up because i I had to pay this much for 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 uh this grocery item and i had to pay this much when i went to the pump and i get look i get it okay we get it It's, it's more expensive okay we understand that all right what I am trying to hammer home here is that it's not all because of Joe Biden. It's not because of the Biden administration. And if, if you want to just blast away at the Democrats and at the lefties, bring up some policy. Actually come with something strong that you can, you can make your point and that you can at least have some credibility where you can say, oh, yeah, well, I point to this as to why this is happening. So this is why. I have a beef with the Democrats. This is why I have a beef with Joe Biden, because of this this policy or this policy or this policy. I mean that. I mean that's that's basically what I'm trying to get at here in this you know hour uh, segment here. Luis joins us here on the phone lines real quick uh, before we go to break uh, at the top of the hour. Luis, uh, we're up against it clockwise, but uh, what do you have for us, sir? Uh, well, I just want to know what is good about the last couple of years because I don't think going to war or funding a war is good. I don't think uh, not visiting fire victims and when you do visit them, you fall asleep at the event. He didn't fall asleep. That's that's been uh, debunked. That was not true. He did not fall asleep at the event. So wait a minute, time out. You're asking me what's... Okay. No, wait, wait, time out, Luis. You're asking I, I, me what's would, good about the last two years, like, but then you start talking about like, things that aren't good. You know what I mean? Or things that you think well, aren't I, good. I, well, I, that's what I'm asking. What is good? Because I don't... I personally don't... I can tell you if you want, if you want me to answer the question, I can money. answer it. You don't have to tell but, me what you then, think's but not but good. Now you're, but, now, but see, now you know what's going to happen. Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? What's going to happen? No, I'm going to bring up a couple things that are good. Hey, you asked me the question. It's a radio show. I can respond to your question. So you asked me okay. what's good about the last couple of years. What? The Inflation Reduction Act is a good thing for America. I think it is. The Biden administration okay. implemented ow, that. Ow, also, ow, also, ow, no, Luis, ow, let me finish. Wait, no, no, Luis, wait, I talked for two I, seconds. Stop talking. All right? Uh, yeah, pot him down or just get rid of him. Luis, you asked me a question. I'm going to answer it. Okay? 
The Inflation Reduction Act, I think, is a good thing for America. I think the way that Joe Biden and the Biden administration have handled COVID-19 coming out of the pandemic, I think they they did an absolutely admirable job, as well as anybody could do, regardless of Republican or Democrat, coming out of the pandemic, okay? Yes. Have there been challenges with the economy? Yes. Is Joe Biden old? Yes. But stop coming on the airwaves and 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 spouting off nonsense about how he's falling asleep at uh, at events for the fire fire victims in Maui. All right. And by the way, that's not just not not just that scenario in which there has been mistruths and BS put out there about Joe Biden uh, regarding uh, certain uh, uh, events that have taken place in which he's talked about falling asleep or stumbling around or whatever. Yes, he's 80 years old. We get it. All right. But you asked me a question. I answered it. You asked the question, guy. All right, Luis. And then you proceed to go on a tangent. And I told you the segment is going to be short. It's going to be like a three minute conversation. And he starts talking about all the things that are, that he thinks are bad and that, that, that are bad that have gone on in the last three years. So, uh, a lot of fun here. Hour number one, pushing the limits on a Thursday. Chris Wynn in for Brian Shapiro. Uh, Lauren's on the phone lines as well, too. Let's touch up the phone line. 702-221-7283. We got time for a couple more minutes, Lauren. Lauren, what do you have for us? Well, <clears throat> I did some, some checking as far as pre-pandemic gas prices were. The average price was two thirty-three a gallon. Yeah. Prior to the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Now on the, uh, it, it, I do believe, and, and I, I ran it, uh, the weatherization program, uh, in Clark County for about 10 years, which is making homes more energy efficient. Uh, anything dealing with, with, uh, making the home more energy efficient, excluding solar. Okay. Okay. I understand that the prices have increased, um, our, our, our prices are up about 40% from one year to the, to the next. I checked into what the reason was. Is it because of the private sector? Is it something that in the, in the energy private sector that would, that would influence that? Look, I'm, as, Lauren, I'm not someone, again, I'm not going to sit here and act like some, I'm some expert when it comes to oil and gas, when it comes to energy, things like this. I'm not. Okay, I'm, I'm a radio talk show host sometime, and I work in the service industry most of the time. That's, that's my expertise. Um, to the extent of it. So you talked about it, Lauren. And I think, do we lose him? I think we lost him because he, he's gone. But uh, no, we appreciate the phone call, Lauren. Look, I get it. I mean, it, there's people that are going to chime in. And again, Lauren, I think, was starting to do it. If you have some type of expertise or knowledge or you have some policy that has been put forth either by the Trump administration back in 2016 or by the Biden administration from 2020 on, then come with it. And use that as your example or use that to back up your point. But if you're just going to come on, you're going to spout off nonsense. Or you're going to you're just going to bitch and moan and say, oh, you know, gas prices are this high now. And so I, it, 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 it's got to be Joe Biden's fault. And it, it's super weak. OK, and it does. And it, and it really doesn't serve any purpose. It is pushing limits coming away live on a Thursday coming up next. He is a NBA veteran. We're going to talk all things basketball and more. With Paul McKeskey, veteran with the Pistons, the Bucks, the the Warriors, and beyond, and uh, an ex- distinguished coaching career as well too. He's going to join us next on Pushing the Limits as uh, we continue. Brian Shapiro out today and tomorrow. I'm Chris Wynn, your fill-in host. Uh, the phone lines are 702-221-7283. Much more on the other side of the break as we continue on KSHB AM 1400 107.1 FM.
Matters to Your Health, Monday morning at 7 on KSHP North Las Vegas, AM and FM, p 6 hp North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. 
Hey, everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Shopping is always easy with the Radio Shopping Show. Whether it's shopping during any one of our live shows right here on AM 1400 or listening live on the KSHP app, you can always call in at 702-221-7283 to pick up great deals with your favorite host. Or shop 24-7 at KSHP.com. Go to KSHP.com and select Shopper's Guide to browse hundreds of businesses featured on the show. Place your order online and we'll have it shipped right to your front door. With so many possibilities, it's hard not to shop. The Klondike Casino is a friendly local spot that features their signature restaurant, the Klondike Grill, serving up fresh food fast. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner just off the 95 freeway on Sunset Road in Henderson. You will find the Klondike Casino, featuring all your favorite games from the strip in the comfort of a neighborhood casino. You can place a bet at their full-service sports book, or start your day with a breakfast plate that comes with your choice of potato and toast. Or check us out for lunch or dinner and try one of our many sandwiches, like the popular beer-battered fish sandwich or the Philly cheesesteak. Check out the full menu at Klondike sunset.com is your dog suffering from a sensitive stomach hi it's kelly the cookie lady from mooch's munchies our dogs had super sensitive tummies and i needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers chemicals and chicken fat many of them weren't even food well i knew i could do better so i developed mooch's munchies and i'm happy to be able to share them with you Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. Welcome to Hash House A Go-Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Visit us for the full Hash House experience at any of our five Las Vegas locations. Hash House A Go-Go is where old school meets new and gets twisted. We bring people together over good food and fun. Come in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and come hungry because our portions are huge. Visit us online to see our entire menu at hashhouseagogo.com. Hash House A Go-Go. It's a Midwest thing, and there's nothing else like it. Coming away live on a Thursday, KSHB AM 1400, 107.1 FM. Brian Shapiro off today. You can also watch us live on our YouTube page, it's PTL Vegas. Uh, you get to see all our pretty faces there, except for Numchuck because he conveniently does not have a camera on him, which is kind of strange. And it is. It is. I think there. I think we need to make some changes, right? Yeah, Paul. When it comes, it's to purposely. This? Yeah. That voice you're hearing and those who you are seeing on YouTube, that is the voice of our esteemed NBA veteran, Paul McKeskey. Tremendous NBA career. 
with my Detroit Pistons, That's with right. the Milwaukee Bucks prominently, more 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 than the Milwaukee Bucks, but also with the Golden State Warriors as well too. Also a great coaching career. Paul McCaskey joining us here live in studio. Paul, what's up, Chris? It's great. It's great, great to, to uh, have you on. Great to see you over there. You know, uh, chop it up with you on yeah. the airwaves, my friend. Yeah, used, uh, to, used to see Brian, which is interesting, but it's good to see you. You're smiley. And you know why I kind of have a smile on my face today is because the NFL Big season game. is kicking da, off tonight, da, folks. Da, da, da. I'm fired up. The Honolulu Blue and Silver, my friend, is going into Arrowhead. I think they call it. I think it's called something else, like Doha Stadium now or something. I don't know. It's in Arrowhead. Kansas City, always Arrowhead. The defending Super Bowl champions hosting my Detroit Lions to open up the NFL season, Mo. So uh, good times. You know when the football season opens up, that means the fall's rolling around. Yeah. And for uh, you, big big Mo, that means hoops as well too on the on the rise. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a I'm a Packer fan through mm-hmm. and through, but I'm also a Chiefs fan because I went to University of Kansas. You and did. We lived in Kansas City for a couple of years. Uh, our sons went to school there for a little bit. So uh, you know, seeing the Chiefs, you know, win it last year, and uh, you know the 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 owner's wife or, or had passed away mm-hmm. after that. That was the last yeah. game she saw, and. I'm telling you what, I've been to Arrowhead Stadium and, uh, it's a different animal. I've been to, uh, you know, a lot of different football venues, but Arrowhead Stadium, when they start doing, you know, the tailgating and, uh, all that red in that stadium, it's, it's something else. Uh, I'm a little concerned though, because I think the Lions, you know, had a good ending last year and, and actually took my Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs, mm-hmm. but, uh, they're on a roll and, uh, I think their momentum is getting there and, uh, Kelsey's out. And well, you know what the problem is, though, Mo? Too much hype for my Detroit Lions here coming into the season. <laughs> it's the Lions and the New York Jets. Everybody's talking about, right, glowing terms. <laughs> Obviously, the Jets because Aaron Rodgers, or you're from your Green Bay Packers, <laughs> now the quarterback in New York with the Jets. So the, the expectations, man, and for a guy, a kid like me growing up in Michigan, a Detroit Pistons fan, Lions, Tigers, and Red Wings fan, <laughs> This Lions team, they do have a, a unique following as far as the fan base there. That is, it's almost like we we just love to soak in misery, Paul McKeskey. We <laughs> it's do. Like, it's like the it's, fo- football version of the Cubs, right? Exactly. Like, you you know, know what I mean? Like, and it's so, it's I, brutal. I think I saw a stat that uh, they've only won one playoff game in 63 years or something. Let me tell you something, folks. The, Paul McKeskey was playing, I believe you were playing for the Golden State Warriors the last time. The 91? In 1991 oh, yeah. was the year we beat the Dallas Cowboys yeah. in the playoffs at the Pontiac Silverdome. Oh, my You gosh. were suiting up in Warriors gear, oh, my, my friend, gosh. in the NBA. Been, so that so that tells you right there, right, Mo? I'll I mean, come on what, now. Chris, I mean, I played for the Pistons for two years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, first year I got there. Uh, had one of my best years. We weren't very good. And then yeah. we drafted Isaiah Thomas yeah. and things turned around. And uh, then they traded me for Bill Lambeer and traded me to off to Cleveland. But, uh, um, we played in the Silver Dome and I remember, uh, when Magic Johnson and the Lakers came to, pl- when we played yeah. Isaiah's rookie year, mm-hmm. I think there was, it was, I don't know if it's still an NBA. It's like 50,000 fans in the Silverdome to watch that game. Absolutely. And the it- Pistons, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Back then, <coughs> they, uh, in playoff series, right? Uh, if they're playing teams like the, like the Bucks or the, uh, Boston, especially the Boston Celtics, right? Those matchups. They were getting 45, 50,000 fans in that arena. I don't, I don't know why you would. <laughs> 
because those people way up, you know, up in the nosebleeds were really nosebleeds. And here's here's the other thing: when, like the day of a game, uh, we would have shoot around in the Silver Dome, and back then, uh, you know, they put the court down in like one half or one quarter of the stadium, right. and then they drop those big black curtains, you know, all yeah. around. And I remember uh, shoot around after shoot around, I went and looked on the other side of the curtain, and they still had most of the turf down for yeah. for the Lions. And I'm like, I'm, it's like the, the old, whatever, how old this carpet is in here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it was like. It was like, <laughs> it was like playing on thin carpet laid over cement. And yeah. I, I was, to that, I was like, how can these guys play on this? And, uh, you know, uh, and I actually, here's a history for you. I saw, I went to the Silver Dome and watched on the big screen, mm-hmm. uh, Tommy Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard for one of their first fights. That is on the outstanding. Big screen. <laughs> that was in the in the Silver Dome. And as a Michigan guy, right here in Vegas, getting a chance to meet a lot of a lot of uh, athletes, especially retired athletes that come out to Vegas, right? That was a big thrill for me, getting a chance to meet Tommy Hearns here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I met him at the Westgate at uh, the Benny Hanna's at the Westgate, Mo. <laughs> well, you met uh, you met your idol picked, too, Isaiah Thomas. And that right? was super cool, by the way, Mo. <laughs> and uh, we talked about you, by the way, too. Uh-oh, and uh, that's scary. yeah, no, he he, he was <laughs> he had glowing terms to, to talk about Big Mo yeah. uh, when it came to Isaiah. That was a big thrill for me too, obviously. As as a as a young, I mean, I'm a I'm a little bit younger than you, not much younger, but oh, I mean, yeah, you know, you're a lot uh, you know, but I'm in my fifth decade. So, but I was a teenager, obviously, back when those Pistons scenes were. Uh, uh, even even the, the the team that you were on, I was a teenager, and then uh, of course the, the Pistons got much better in the in the later. Yeah, 80s. after they traded me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for <laughs> that's bringing that up. I didn't say that. Come yeah, but on you're now. implying. You're implying. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> come on, I was a huge fan of Big Mo. I did, I put that jersey on. I was getting nostalgic, Paul McKeskey, when he, he I put the '44 jersey on from the, from from you know. I think it has tears on it. Still, from 1981. Huh? Come on, that was great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but you're talking about the Pontiac Silverdome. Look, I, I I don't know what the politics was in Detroit, and I don't know what the relationship was between the Red Wings brass and the Pistons brass. But I didn't understand. And look. Even uh, in uh, around the 1984-85 season, the Pistons played the New York Knicks in the playoffs. That game that Bernard King went off, right? Yeah. And Isaiah, Bernard King and Isaiah went head to head. They played at the Cobo Hall, Cobo Hall yeah. in that game. So I don't know why the Pistons, even when you were playing, uh, Joe Louis Arena was built too, by the way. And I believe in 1979, mm-hmm. Joe Louis Arena opened, so they could have played. The Pistons could have played at the Joe or at Cobble Hall long you know instead of playing at the Silverdome I didn't really know. yeah so yeah. I, I thought there was there must have been some politics going on with the with was, the ownership with Bill Davidson or or a financial or but it, yeah. I remember going there and, and and thinking we're the Detroit Pistons but we're playing in Pontiac exactly because yeah. uh, my dad grew up in Hamtramck in Detroit exactly uh, you yeah. know in my and my in the Polish section there and uh you know uh so I kind of we had relatives in there and and stuff but that was kind of weird that why we playing and Pontiac is like 40 minutes outside exactly. of town. It's not like right around the corner. But it is kind of like the Cleveland situation too, right? With oh, the Cavaliers yeah. because Richfield Coliseum, which was the old home of the Cavaliers, that's not in Cleveland either, right? No, that's it's, it's in farmland. It's yes. in farmland. It's like in a, it's out there. It's out there in yeah. the boonies. That right? were, and uh, you know, uh, Linda and I, we uh, I think we lived in Bath or somewhere out it's, there. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's way way out there in the middle of nowhere because that's where we played and we practiced and. Um, you know, so God, you're bringing back memories of. I played in some crappy places. I mean, Richfield Coliseum had one of the first practice courts mm-hmm. in the arena. 
you know, most team, like when we were in, when we were in Detroit, we practiced, uh, you know, we played in the Silverdome, but we practiced at, uh, Detroit Mercy or somewhere out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but then now every, every, NBA team has their own practice facility really close by or in there. And it was the first one that was in the arena. It was on like the fourth floor. You took yeah. an elevator up to it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it had one measly court up there mm-hmm. and it was always dusty. And, uh, I think I have a lawsuit because, uh, every time we went up there in the morning to practice, there's probably a thousand dead flies on the court oh, that they literally swept off the court. Yes. And when you look around, the padding that's around the, uh, in, on the walls mm-hmm. is like asbestos. It's like straight out asbestos. And that's why the flies are dying. So just utter death traps everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like you just it's just, it's not what it is now today, right, Mo? When you talk about the NBA. I mean, right now you're talking about state of the art facilities essentially, uh-huh. separate facilities from the arenas that NBA teams have access to and even G League teams have access to almost now. Oh yeah, oh, on a and daily uh, basis. Uh, yeah. WNBA teams, Aces have one of the best facilities oh, absolutely. ever. Yes, they no have question. an NBA level facility uh, you know, that they built right here. Uh, out by the Raiders practice facility. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we, we flew commercial, uh, and, uh, you know, only the older veteran guys got first class. Everybody else was in, uh, coach and, you know, uh, trying to fit in those seats and, taking early flights and uh you know it's now there's private jets and you're at the four seasons and everybody gets their own suite and yeah it's totally different ball game private jets where lazy boys can turn into like mini beds right or you can sprawl it out and And i like i I was coached with the dallas mavericks for five years and mark cuban's an unbelievable job Mm -hmm. and his upgrades and american airlines arena and you know he was one of uh the knicks i believe and the portland trailblazers had their own jets but everybody else didn't. They some chartered. But I remember Mark Cuban getting on that that Dallas Maverick jet that he bought on internet, and then re redid the whole gutted yep. the inside. And and I was like, this is just amazing. I mean, you know the, the the seats and the and the screens and the food and you know the room. It's just it's a totally different way to travel. An absolutely different scene that it was back in the 1980s and, be, and before, right, Mo? When it comes to the NBA and accommodations and traveling so, across the. So board. here, picture this, okay? Yes. So uh, you know, so I'm picturing you trying to sit in like I mean, in your early days when you weren't a veteran, right? And trying I, I, to picture you trying to sit in it in an economy seat yeah. on a on an airplane when i when i was a rolling cross when i was mode. a rookie i made a deal with calvin murphy who was a veteran 10-year mm-hmm. veteran but he was a smaller guy and i yeah. made a deal with him <laughs> that i would buy him meals whatever city we got if he would give up his first class seat for me that is and, great and he did you know but i would say like chris picture like uh okay there's a say there's an nba team in vegas and there will be uh, and you're going to the airport to catch your flight to Cleveland or something, right? right? Mm-hmm. And you're waiting at your gate. And here comes, uh, you know, the, uh, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and they're all walking through the airport and they go sit down at the gate next to you because they're waiting for their flight. That's the way it was. That's what, so Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Dr. J, Isaiah Thomas all walked through the airport, sat at a gate, read their newspaper back then and waited while other business guys and everybody was, that's what it was like back then. Newspapers for all you young people out there. They're these paper things that had, they had words on them. They had words on them and they had the details and the stories of the day that uh, people would read on a daily basis and you would, you would pay a subscription 
Patriot fee USA every Today. week. Yes. USA Today. That was the paper. <laughs> <laughs> there's not even a paper. You're not even, paper boy's not even a profession anymore, no, right, Mo? Yeah, it's not no, even a thing anymore. Man. But back when I was a kid, right, and back when Mo was playing, and I was a teenager, all right, I keep on emphasis on this this age thing, uh, <laughs> I was a big, big box score guy. So those <laughs> you youngsters out there, all right, box scores were a big thing for us growing up in the 1980s, 19, and even in the 1990s, moving on to the internet era. But uh, yeah, Mo, some great stuff from your playing career <laughs> and your coaching career as well, too. Mo, uh, Paul McKeskey joining us here live in studio on Pushing the Limits, a long-time NBA career, uh, great coaching career as well, too, uh, in uh, the NBA and beyond, uh, talking some hoops and some st- some stories surrounding it. So, Mo, uh, USA Basketball in the midst of it right now, right? We have the uh, the uh, FIBA ch- uh, champ- World Cup championships going down. A uh, little bit of surprise last week as Team USA loses to Lithuania, right? And, uh, you know... Uh, that uh, puts them in a position where uh, it was getting a little dicey there. It seems like they've gotten back on track to get a big win uh, earlier this week, and now they'll they'll uh, take on Germany tomorrow in the semifinals of the championships. But uh, uh, Team USA, look, when it comes to USA basketball, there's kind of an expectation, right? You expect greatness. You expect them to be the cream of the crop. They're going to be expected to be the gold standard for the most part regardless of what even the results are, right? And there has been hiccups along the way uh, at certain spots. Mostly, in, mostly in the world's championships, too, by the way. Exactly. Not the Olympics, yeah. in the world's. They've come in seventh and third and fourth, yeah. Yeah, so it hasn't been all, we win the gold medal, we win the championships, we, you know, have a clear, you know, it, it's across the board victories all over the place for USA Basketball. But there's still, I think, Mo, there still is the allure. There still is that, kind of view at least especially from us americans here in the united states which you know we're going to focus on obviously because we're here that we are still the best the best of the best and that when we put our mind to it right mo we should still be the team to beat and we should still have the expectation to go out there like we're going to win every single tournament or every single olympics or every time there is basketball on the world stage we should be the team that everybody looks to as the team to beat. Well, I, I agree with that perception. However, that perception is not correct anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, not to the not to the point where you know when uh, when Team USA lost to Lithuania a few days ago, yeah. uh, everyone was in a panic and hey, what are we doing? And yeah. not me. I right. saw it coming a mile away because I, I've coached in the Olympics. I've coached in the World Games. Uh, I know Lithuania. I know who's on that team. I know how they play. They're very physical, very big, and they shoot threes, and they can make jump shots. So I saw that coming a mile away. And when you play in these FIBA tournaments, mm-hmm. the uh, the saying is when you go into this tournament, if you're going to lose, lose early. Because you can always recover from a loss in pool play, but once they're where they are now, once you're, you lose, you're done. So, number one, I saw that coming. <clears throat> number two, uh, uh, the rest of the world is catching up to us. Mm-hmm. They're not there. USA still w- run, w- rules the world in basketball for the most part, <clears throat> but they're catching up. Back 10, 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, when you look at other teams, um, you know, around the world, uh, they have uh, one, two, maybe three NBA players on them. Not anymore. Canada's in this thing. They have 10 NBA players on their team right now. Canada right. does. Yeah. France has six. Mm-hmm. Lithuania had four. Uh, you know, Germany has three. 
So uh, they're catching up in that manner. And here's the other kicker that most people don't realize. Yeah. The last five years, the MVP of the NBA has been a European player. How G- wild is that? Giannis, right? wow. the Joker, mm-hmm. and Embiid. That's all crazy. seven footers and all non-Americans. So, uh, you know, so it's catching up. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that I was talking to people about. I've been there. I've been on the bench in the Olympics and the world games. Um, but here's the facts. I, I went to practice when they were here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr is a good friend of mine and, and we went to practice and, and watched the team. And, uh, hello, people out there. If you're listening, any basketball people out there, if you're listening, this was our B team. This was our yeah. JV team. Mm-hmm. There's only about two guys on this team that will be on the roster for the Olympics right. next year. Mm-hmm. So, and they're all young. Most of them are young except Portis. Most of them have very limited international play. So stop freaking out and start realizing that this is our B team. And that's for a reason. We've already qualified for the Olympics. There's no reason to send our best team. There's a reason to send our young players to get experience. So after the Olympics next year in Paris, they're going to be the next group, you know, that's going to step up. So, uh, uh, in the words of, uh, 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 Aaron Rodgers, relax. There it is. Relax. You knew the Green Bay Packer yeah. reference was coming in there, Paul yes. McKeskey. So, uh, you know, you need to take a step back. And I think they stepped yeah. up. Uh, Lithuania was a nightmare matchup for them, physical shoot threes. And guess what? They lost two nights ago. So they're out. So, uh, you know, we play Germany coming up, which is a team we handled in a friendly game. Yep. And you got to be careful because a lot of coaches kind of foo-foo around and don't show you everything. And they have NBA players. But uh, uh, back to uh, the roster, okay? Right. So <clears throat> you're looking at uh, the World Cup team right now. Anthony Edwards is the best player. Right. Young player, 24, I think. Uh, plays for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He's averaging 17-4. and four. Other than that, Mikel Bridges, Austin Reeves, Jalen Brunson, I like, uh, uh, Banchero, Banchero, Halliburton, Jaron Jackson, uh, Portis, Ingram, Josh Hart, Cam John. Hello, people. A lot Hello, of these people. guys are second tier guys on their own teams, a- much less a, an Olympic, or not an Olympic team, but a World Cup team yeah. like this. So yeah. let's look at our Olympic team in Paris <laughs> for next year. Okay. okay. Yeah. LeBron James, if he wants to, yep. he's getting older. Damon Lillard, Julius, uh, uh, Randall, uh, Tatum, uh, Mitchell, yeah. Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, uh, Booker, Holiday, KD. Hello? That's We're not I being run. disrespectful, Mo, to say that there's a severe jump in talent yeah. level when you talk about that team sure. as opposed to the team we have out there. And, and here's the other thing that, uh, but one thing I think Team USA needs to realize and, uh, and, uh, um, recognize mm-hmm. is, uh, we do need to get bigger and stronger because Lithuania owned us. They posted us up. They abused us. They out-rebounded us by 20. And so that's why, uh, in my opinion, you know, I'm a buck. I got my buck hat on. Yeah. Brooks Lopez is a seven-footer, 270 pounds. Uh, you know, that's won a championship that needs to be on that roster. Here's two keys that need to be on the Olympics. Uh, number one is uh, Joel Embiid. Now, Embiid is 7'1", 280, uh, you know, one of the best big men in the world and can handle those bigger players in, in, on the European teams. Now, uh, he's from Cameroon, uh, so he's, he's got a, a but dual, he dual citizenship. He has dual though, citizenship. So States, he, can, so, yeah. he can play on our team, exactly. and Cameroon's not in the, in the Olympics, so by the way. The so I think adding him and Lopez uh-huh. and then Steph Curry. 
Okay. So Steph Curry, if people look back, Steph Curry has won an NBA championship, four of them, MVP, league, uh, finals MVP, and Steve Kerr is the coach of the USA team. Steve Kerr is Steph Curry's coach, yeah. and Steve Kerr has already told him, I know already because I know what he said. <laughs> exactly right. Hey, guess what you don't have, Steph? You don't have a gold medal from the Olympics. So if you put Steph Curry in A little in that nudge, together, right? A little friendly nudge, Paul McCaskey yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, 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 like it was pointed out, you know, and that's what I talk about the B team. They're the youngest team in, in the uh, tournament. And there's a reason for that, that they're getting their experience, yeah. you know. And, you know, and, and FIBA basketball is different. Uh, in a few big ways, mm-hmm. not not different ways that people think. People think FIBA basketball is different because there's a goaltend rule. It's right. different. Once it hits the rim, it's live. You can hit it off or t- tip it in. That happens. I've been there once a game maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the other thing is uh, people, oh, well, you can play zone. Well, guess what? You can play zone in the NBA if you do it the right way and avoid the three uh, 2.9 uh, you know, illegal defense. Exactly. You can play zone. Uh, here's the ways they don't understand. Uh, number one is the length of the game is 40 minutes, not 48, eight minutes less, which is huge. If the USA team, even the B team had eight more minutes against Lithuania a few days ago, they would have won that game. So the players need to adjust. You can't mess around for five minutes because you don't have not enough time to recuperate. So it happens fast. FIBA games go fast. 10 points up, 10 points down. Uh, teams were up 20 at halftime. They lose by 15. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that is, is one major thing. The other thing is referees. In uh, NBA, like, uh, Luca fouled, uh, got Two technicals was kicked out of the game uh, 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 last night or two nights ago right. uh, by a referee. He was given two technicals. If that happens in the NBA and he's playing with the Mavericks, there's no way the referee gives him another technical because he knows it's going to be a second. He just lets it play. 100%. FIBA refs, they, Absolutely. they don't yeah. care. They right. don't care who they are. And I'm telling you from personal experience, mm-hmm. some of them get personal. Like, I'm going to exactly. show you, Mr. NBA, that you don't get these calls. Yeah. So that's the other thing. you got to really adjust to it's that. It's a little flex action going on, right? A little yeah. power play. Oh, yeah. You think you're the boss? And which they are in the NBA, not in FIBA. Yeah. The other thing is the traveling call. The NBA, the USA basketball, this these, this tournament has had a problem with turnovers. Mm-hmm. And when you think about turnovers in basketball, you think about throwing the ball away or something like dribbling off your foot. Most of their turnovers, almost half their turnovers are traveling. And the traveling rule in FIBA is different. So in the NBA and all the players here in the United States that are training right now, when I catch the ball, I can go to the basket and I can, uh, I go, I need to put the ball down before my pivot foot hits the ground. Mm-hmm. In FIBA, when I go to the basket and I move, I need to put the ball down before I lift up my pivots, pivot foot. Yeah. Huge difference. And they got called for it, I think, five games. I mean, five times in a game. So that's the other things that are different from FIBA. But I'm going to say it again, people out there, just because you're all concerned. And who knows? I think any of the four teams left, uh, uh, USA, Germany, um, uh, Canada, and uh, I'm not sure who Canada's playing, uh, any of those four teams can win this thing. Uh, I would, I would hope if USA plays well, they will win it. Mm-hmm. But in either, well, no matter what happens, relax. It's not our real A team. Uh, we'll take a quick break, our final break, and uh, we'll come back. I want to ask Mo and get back to this whole thing about the world catching up because I have a couple of comments to make on this, and I want to kind of bounce <laughs> this off you uh, and and do a little, uh, do a little, do a little uh, look back. 
at uh, Olympic basketball and you know and uh, and World Championship basketball over the years as well too. It's pushing limits coming away live. On a Thursday, Chris Wynn, Paul McKeskey, live in studio along with Numchuck, making us sound good and look good. KSHP, AM 1400, 107.1 FM. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire.
everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome to Hash House A Go-Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Visit us for the full Hash House experience at any of our five Las Vegas locations. Hash House A Go-Go is where old school meets new and gets twisted. We bring people together over good food and fun. Come in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and come hungry because our portions are huge. Visit us online to see our entire menu at hashhouseagogo.com. Hash House A Go-Go. It's a Midwest thing, and there's nothing else like it. That is quality chirping right there as we roll through a Thursday edition of Pushing the Limits here live from KSHBM 1400, 107.1 FM, and streaming the World Wide Web on the YouTube page, PTL Vegas. Check it out. Chris Wynn, Paul McKeskey, Justin Chuck live in studio. Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care, folks, whether it's wellness exams, STT screenings, COPT or asthma testing, blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, etc., you want to have your health as our priority. At 6125 West Sahara Avenue, Las Vegas, Nevada, no appointment needed, 702-248-0554, saharawesturgentcare.com. Our guy, Andrew Mann and company over there do a tremendous job. So everything, a uh, number of conditions that uh, that they can take a look at for you. No insurance, uh, $95 office visit there, except most insurances, uh, whether it's your ultrasound, x-ray, EKG, labs, etc. Southwest corner of Sahara and Jones, that's Sahara West, urgent care and wellness. Joined by Paul McKeskey here live in studio. Longtime NBA career, tremendous coach as well too. Been chopping it up on, on some hoops as USA Basketball in the midst of the FIBA World Cup. They will take on uh, Team USA will take on I had the schedule in front Germany. of me. Two games. Germany, Germany tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Serbia and Canada in the other semifinal matchup, Mo. And uh, we're talking about kind of the evolution, right? That is USA basketball and the kind of the perception of world of, basketball, of, yeah. uh, world basketball, and the Americans' per, uh, perception of the, of the Americans uh, year in and year out. And you talked about it. You said, "Look, the world is catching up." And you take a look at the progression, right? 
72 team was a, that was a joke. We got robbed. Okay. That game, Doug Collins game against oh, Washington. Oh, man. Give I me so a break. I Completely that. ridiculous. Ooh, kill me. Uh, we got screwed. All right. But, uh, moving up into the eighties, obviously you had prominent players and it was a, it was a, it was a college situation for the United States, right? You had the top college players essentially playing in the Olympics and in the world championships. And, uh, yeah, we had quality teams and we were still winning. We were even winning then, even when you had college players playing, right? Of course, the 1992 dream team is a team that, uh, kind of was a coming of age for, USA basketball and that it was all NBA players. That was a team that's probably never going to be matched as far as Hall of Famers, generational talents on that team from Magic to, to Michael Jordan, Bird and, and beyond. Um, and then of course you get into the nineties, uh, and, and, and that's where you start to, I, I think that's where you started to see the real catching up beginning, right? Where you, uh, yes, in the eighties, you had the likes of the Sharunas Marshallonuses, the, you know, Arvidas Sabonuses, and into the nineties, Draws and Petrovic's, um, Divox, D, uh, Vladi Divac, yeah. uh, uh, the Australians started to be prominent as well, too. I mean, Andrew Gay has never played in the NBA, but was uh, a guy that was prominent and it still is prominent when it comes to the Aussies on the court as well, too. You, so you started to see more of a progression. You started to see the world having guys being able to play at the NBA level, right? And getting recognition there. And now you, uh, you move into the 2000s and, to, and up to the present. Mo, and I talked about this with you during the break. This is not a situation anymore where Team USA is going to have the best player on the court in these matchups. It's not a situation like it used to be, right, Mo, where you could have five, six, seven players. We're the seven best players in the arena when Team USA was suiting up. Now you have a situation here in these FIBA World Cup championships where they play a team like a Canada. Shea Gilchrist Alexander's going to be the best player on the court. No disrespect to Anthony Edwards, right? Uh, but it, it just is a fact. And there's other players around like, uh, the, around uh, around the world, Mo, like, that look, are going to uh, be regarded in look, that way. Luca, Luca. You know, exactly. he's out of it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Joker, who will be playing in the Olympics next year. Yes. For, so they're all, all those guys, Giannis, who's going to play for Greece. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're all going to be just as good as the best player on the USA team. And that was never the case before. Mm-hmm. And so you look at the matchups that are still, that are still there, right? Between, uh, the four teams that still, still standing. Uh, even in these championships and, and when Mo, you, you read off the names of guys <laughs> who are playing for us. Uh, it's it's not going to be some cakewalk for Team USA to 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 win the FIBA, FIBA World Cup because there are other teams that have NBA prominent guys that are going to be a factor in these tilts coming Can- up in Canada. In, like I said, has tournament. I think nine or ten NBA players yeah. that you know. And no offense to the USA team, mm-hmm. they're all younger, they're all coming in their own, and you have guys that are going to be superstars someday. But right now, they're not. And all these players that are on the other teams, you know, Dennis Schroeder or you know guys on the Can- Canadian team, they've played against these guys, yeah. and they're just as good as these guys. So uh, you know, I, I think. Um, uh, it's going to be a tough game against Germany. If USA plays up to par in a good game, they'll win it. Uh, if they struggle, it's going to be tough. Then the next round, I expect they'll play probably Canada, and uh, they need a very good game to beat Canada, I think. There's just not that wow factor there used to be, right, Mo? There just isn't that element in which, especially with like a team like the 92 Dream Team, right, where you got, you got teams showing up <laughs> that are playing <coughs> Team USA, 
and they're looking to get pictures after the game. They're looking for autographs. It's like a lifetime <laughs> moment for them. There's no Charles, to to meet the, yeah, there's no Charles there's Barkley dunking on someone and, and punching them in the, and then get a goal player and poking them in the chest and knocking them over. Exactly. Those days are over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just a whole different scene. So, uh, but uh, look, we're Americans. We're for Team USA. We hope that uh, that they hold serve and uh, are able to bring home the championships there. I mean, it's, in the it's World Cup. And you know, I've been around the world. I've coached in the NBA. I've coached internationally. I've coached, and mm-hmm. FIBA basketball is a little different, but it's very, very entertaining and very, very good basketball. Mm-hmm. So, any basketball fans out there that have not watched, and I know. Um, you know, it's early in the morning. You know, I'm not getting up at 5.20 in the morning to watch USA Germany. However, I am going to tape it and watch it when I get up at 9 o'clock. So if you, if the basketball fans out there listening want to see some interesting basketball, you need to tape these things and watch them. It's, it's really, it's different than the NBA. It's kind of a blend between college and NBA basketball. Yeah. It's kind of that blend. And actually, to tell you the truth, uh, when I was with uh, Team Great Britain, uh, Chris Finch, uh, who is now the head coach of Minnesota Timberwolves, was the head coach. Nick Nurse, who is now the head coach of uh, uh, Philly, was an assistant with myself. Uh, you know, coaching in the Worlds and then coaching in the Olympics in 2012 in London. Uh, and I, I, that year in, in the Olympics, I was scouting, uh, for our team also. So I would go to the arena at 9 a.m. and get out of the arena at 11 a.m., 11 p.m. and see, uh, 12 games, uh, 10 games a day. And uh, I fell, I fell in love with European slash FIBA basketball. Mm-hmm. More movement, more passing, more cutting. The three pointer is there, a shorter line, and they knock those things down. And what, a, what really people will be interested in when you watch it is most teams at this level don't have two, three, three point shooters on the floor. They have five. Mm-hmm. Their centers can make threes. So you can't slough off anybody. So, uh, it's a different, it's an exciting brand. And I would really encourage basketball fans in general. I don't care if you're a college basketball fan, an NBA basketball fan. If you're a fan, tape these games and watch them. It's really, it's really good basketball. Paul McKeskey, Chris Wynn in for Brian Shapiro on pushing the limits on a Thursday as we're storming down the stretch here. I'm getting pumped up because kickoff is coming, folks, from my Detroit Lions and Kansas City Chiefs. Where are you watching the game at? Where are you watching, where are you watching uh, the game? I'm actually supposed to work, but I'm trying to weasel on out of that you mode. Ain't working. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to make some magic <laughs> I think happen. You got here. a cough coming on. Because I got, I got, yeah, there's a, there, there might be some instant uh, sickness a, coming uh, on. Real you know, quick. Brian Shapiro kind of cough coming on. Yeah. Whoa, did I say that? You, you did say that. <laughs> and and you're, you happen to be spot on, my friend. So uh, get, I transitioned. Well Brian. I transitioned, Mo. Um, talking a lot of hoops here. But before you came on, I was kind of going on my diatribe, talking a little politics. <laughs> and, you know, the uh, landscape, Paul McKeskey, that is the U.S. right now <laughs> as we get set for yet another election in 2024. All right. Uh, obviously, I, you know, I went on my I, I had my I have my feelings. Everybody knows I'm a Democrat. I'm on the left. So I have no qualms when it comes to uh being critical of the former president of the United States or Democrat or Republicans as a whole. So that's not any shocker, right, Mo? But 
Uh, I just want to get your general outlook. Look, you're an American citizen. You're someone mm-hmm. who, you know, is, uh, who's engaged. Uh, I kind of wanted to get your take, right? Yeah. And, uh, you had something you wanted to bounce off me <laughs> when it comes to what is the landscape <laughs> of America today, Mo? Especially as uh, we get set for yet another election cycle coming up in just a matter of a few months. Yeah. Well, here, like Chris, I, you know, I, I listen and I, and you know, I always come in here on Thursdays and Brian's on, you know, he's having his discussions. He goes too, on a tear, and, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's so hammering somebody. Uh, you know, so uh, I, I'm not a Democrat. I'm mm-hmm. not a Republican. Right. I'm an independent, uh, mm-hmm. quite frankly. And uh, my wife, Linda, is, is sitting here listening. And she knows, you know, she uh, said, if, you, if you're so upset, then you need to get your butt out and vote. So I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, but I am an American. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I grew up with a middle, uh, you know, a lower middle class family, Really proud of working hard and, and making a living, but also really proud of what America stood for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that has to do with, uh, politicians and how they act. So, uh, you know, like you said in the other, uh, segment, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a um, a programs guy or, or, or a, you know, a policy, a, a policy guy. Right. You know, I, I know they, they affect some stuff, but not, not as much as people think they do, like mm-hmm. the gas price. I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous. But, um, you know, so I, I'm not that guy, but I am a prideful American and I have friends all over the world. And, uh, you know, so I want America USA to be represented. So when people in Brazil or people in uh, South Korea or wherever they see it, they go, wow, that's, that's the kind we've always been the country where everybody wants to go. Right. And everybody's really proud of. So, you know, I, I was just thinking the other day, it's just mind boggling how, uh, uh, people have gone down this rabbit hole of accepting stuff that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, now don't get me wrong. There's been politicians that, uh, you know, have done wrongful things and been caught. Some have been caught. Some haven't been caught. Some have been done, done worse than others. I'm sure it's, you know, my Democrats dad, and Republicans, abs- by the way. Absolutely. Yes. My dad used to call it a racket. Yeah. It's a racket yeah. out there, you know, but, and, but that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But like, if I, if, uh, Chris, Chris Wynn is the, uh, is the, uh, is the head of a, um, uh, 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 a chair, uh, he's the chairman of a committee that's gonna, I'm gonna propose a presidential candidate to you, mm-hmm. and you're the head, and you guys are gonna take the vote on this candidate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I have a guy really in mind that I love. I love this dude. And I propose him to you, and, uh, he's very charismatic, and people follow him, and, you know, he says what he means, and all this stuff, uh, you know, but, you know, I gotta, I gotta tell you, you know, uh, you know, he, he has been, uh, indicted four times and, you know, he does, a, there's a mugshot out of him and, uh, he has, uh, probably 50 lawsuits against him. And, you know, he, he's actually, uh, you know, paid off a, a hooker, uh, a stripper, uh, you, you know, uh, you know, he, he's a really good businessman, even though he won't, uh, he won't disclose his taxes to anybody. I don't know why that is. Uh, but I know he's a billionaire. Uh, he's had many, many companies, uh, Chris, many companies and, you know, a lot of them have, have done really well, a TV show, you know, but he, he has bankrupted a casino, which is almost impossible to do, uh, an airline, a university, which he's uh, in lawsuits with, you know, about half of his companies have gone down the drain and gone bankrupt, but yeah, you know, and, uh, he says crazy stuff and then he takes it back and, you know, sometimes he doesn't tell the truth, but you know, for the most part, people like him. That's my guy. <laughs> 
So what do you you guys take the vote in the room and you let me know if, if my guy, my candidate, is gonna pass the mustard to be the next president of the United States. Mo, I have made this point multiple times on many different levels and on this show with Brian Shapiro. <laughs> The idea, and look, set aside, look, I get I'm a Democrat, and I know Republicans right now, I can see you coming a mile away. They're all saying, Chris, you're, you, you think Joe Biden's the greatest thing since light bread? Absolutely not. This, we're not talking about Joe Biden right now. Joe Biden's not the greatest president in the world. He's not the worst president in the world, but he's not out. He's not great. I don't even think he's good. I think he's okay, but, but, but turning to the person who's actually running for the Republican side of things, that'd be Donald J. Trump, right? Former president, right? The idea, and this is kind of to your point, the idea that that's the guy you want to put out there. That's of all the people in, in, around the country that are distinguished when it comes to business, when it comes to politics, when it comes to, uh, uh, when it comes to any, any type of profession whatsoever, right? Even entertainment, entertainment or sports, athletes. There's been prominent athletes, Bill Bradley, others that have, that have gone into politics and been solid politicians, right? The idea that Donald J. Trump is that guy, that the Repu- that's the only guy Republicans are looking to. And there is this feel, Paul McKeskey, there's this, uh, this feel, and there's, it's, it's a reality right now that the Republicans, that, that, ma- especially the MAGA Republicans, the far, you know, the definite Trumper Republicans, right? The hardcore Trump ones. There's nobody else but him. He's their guy. As you point, I mean, he's I, that guy. I, he's the he is the tip of the spear, sir. If, he is if you, the cream of the crop. He if, is the guy that's going to lead us. If you went, if you went back, let's say ten years yes. or whatever, and 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 proposed what I just proposed, mm-hmm. I would be laughed out of the room, right? I would be like, hundred percent. That's the opposite. That's so. Listen, um, uh, you know all this stuff and 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 all that. I'm about. Uh, you know, we need to make a living, all that stuff. Okay. But we need to be respectful. I and mean, then we need to be respectful as a country. We need to be respectful for each other in the country. We don't want to be a bully and call names. We used to have those people on the, uh, you know, on the playgrounds and usually they got punched in the face and stopped doing it. But, you know, we don't want that as the leader of our country. And listen, like I said before, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat, but I'm a prideful American. And, Quite frankly, uh, you know, what, do I think it might be better if right now someone could push a button and say, okay, uh, uh, Biden and Trump are out. Uh-huh. Pick somebody else. I'd be good with that. I'd be good with that, too. So, I probably would be good. I'd look yeah, at my Democrat, but, and I'd be but, good with that, too. But if yeah. you're going to say either one, I'm going to go for the three-year-older guy, yeah. not 20 years older, three years older, that is least respectful of what he says. Yeah. A big thing is having a concrete foundation, Paul McKeskey, right, in foundation, excuse me, in, uh, in, in logic, reasoning, and facts. To me, facts. There's not four sets of facts or two sets of facts. There's one set of facts. And I think that's something that we need to base everything on when we well, talk about this. Well, stuff. when you come up with a saying that, hey, I'm not lying, it's just, <laughs> it's just a, it's a different, fa- what do they call it? A, a, a fact, not a different truth or something like that. Uh, yeah, uh, not, uh, alternative a, facts is, yeah, is, the, word, is the phrase that we yeah, use. Alternative a, facts. It's not a lie, it's a non truth. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> He's Paul McCaskey, longtime NBA veteran and coach. Uh, Paul, we really appreciate you spending some time on a Thursday. Absolutely, it's been great man. chopping it up with you. Never enough time, right? Or to, uh, 
the, the clock is too short, well, my we friends. Gotta, we got to have a little side bet for the game tonight. we, we got to have like a we, dinner or lunch or something. We might have to have something going on. Yeah. 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 Thanks to uh, Justin Chuck uh, for making us sound good. Thanks to you out there, the, the listeners and watchers here. Pushing the limits every day, noon to 2 Pacific time here on KSHP and 1400, 107.1 FM. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day.